Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Good evening, Rory. Hey, Paul. It's great to be here. Thank you, my friend. Or I should say good afternoon, good morning, whenever anyone's <laughs> listening to this program. It could be 24 hours a That's day, right. seven That's days right. a week. Thanks for uh, talking about coaching and how it can really impact people's lives. Mm -hmm. It it struck me that this podcast really dives into the different particulars Mm -hmm. of coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, We diagnose it quite a bit. Right. Take it from a whole host of angles. Because because it's important, right? I mean, it it gets maybe tedious on the different type of ways of looking at coaching, but Mm -hmm. it's important. Why is it so important to know this mindset? Um, yeah, you know, it, it's, as we mentioned in the last podcast, not only a mindset, but a way of being is I see it, it's so incredibly transformational. Just like the, the last podcast we had, uh, a young woman in struggle being a middle manager worked with her and now, you know, she's transformed. She's not the same person this week as she was last week. Mm-hmm. And she sees the, because it's the old saying, once your mind is expanded with a new idea, it never snaps back, never snaps back to its original form. Uh-huh. And her mind is now expanded and it'll never snap back to its original form. And I just think that's, and I just love that. I just love that concept. I love to see people grow and expand and, and get better. And, and so we tell stories here. We don't tell secrets. So notice we didn't use any names or mm-hmm. organizations or anything like that. Because um, I have respect for the for the clients that I work with, but the other side of the coin is too. I love to see the transformation, yeah. and I love to see it when they grow and they progress and they get better. Part of the really particular technique or um, tool you use is questions, and today mm-hmm. you're going to talk about empowering questions versus disempowering questions. Right, and and just the the to be afraid of or be aware of those disempowering questions that you might ask, and be afraid of using them, obviously, but also focus on empowering questions. You get people to talk more freely and openly and thinking about what they can accomplish and achieve rather than, you know, pulling them back from that. So what we'll do is we'll start with the disempowering questions first. And this is from the do not list, (laughs) the do not list. And this is actually from a book by Michael Marquardt or Moorquart, excuse me, Moorquart, Michael Moorquart. He wrote a great book called leading with questions, how leaders find the right solutions by knowing what to ask. And uh, it's just a great book. And we're actually just jumping into the middle of the book here, and we're going to uh, chapter four, asking the right questions. And he's talking about disempowering versus empowering questions. And I just think they're, uh, they're, it's just a great way to look at the world. And I just love what he's put together here, and I love the way that he's uh, done it. So anyway, the disempowering questions are, so a manager is talking to an employee and says, why are you behind schedule? So there's number one, why, why? never use why. You can ask all the other questions, but don't say why. Um, what's the problem with the project? Uh, who isn't keeping up? You know, <laughs> basically, that's like another way of saying whose fault is it? Right. Um, and then don't you know <laughs> to do better than that? And and just, you know, that's just like crushing the spirit of someone. Mm-hmm. And you obviously, as a coach, want to be very, very aware of that you don't crush the spirit of someone. That, you know, they still, you want them to work in a way that uh, they're still in a sense of discovery, in a sense of, of fun. Uh, because as Timothy Galloway talks about self one and self two in his book, uh, The Inner Game of Tennis, as a coach, you want to make sure that you're talking to self two. Self one is that that voice of authority, that voice of our parents, our teachers, all those people that have told us what to do in our life. And self two is that kind of that self of, of 
uh, of enjoyment, that self of, mm-hmm. you know, if you've ever, you've got a hobby. And when you're doing that hobby, you don't think of anything else. You just mm-hmm. think about that hobby. Uh, that's the mind of discovery. And so if you can help as a coach, talk to self too, uh, because as the old saying goes, children hate to be taught, but love to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've come up with is adults hate to be told, but love to discover. Yeah. And I think that's the key of coaching is you help people discover. And self, too, is that voice of discovery. It's that voice that you're not doing this wrong. You're not doing that wrong. It allows you to kind of meander around with an idea, look at it from whole different ways, and then discover what is that solution that you're looking for. And these disempowering questions are really that voice one. Right. Absolutely. They're talking to voice one. There's That's absolutely precise. I'm so glad yeah. you said that. Because you... You know, disempowering questions do go to voice one. And what we're doing is we want to ask questions that go to voice two. Uh, I'll give you a great a great example of this in baseball. They'll uh, A lot of baseball coaches will say, watch the ball. Well, that's classic voice one. You know, your parents would tell you, why aren't you doing this? Or watch that or uh-huh. be careful with this. Whereas what they discovered is how do we how do we have them watch the ball but talk to self too? So now, you know, what they'll do in the major leagues or in any, any baseball is they'll write a number on the ball, they'll throw it to the batter and they'll say, what was the number? Mm. Because the nut, when you're, you know, obviously you've got to watch the ball to discover the number, mm-hmm. but the number, you have to discover the number. It, it's one of those things. So it's a self to process. And so if we can write questions and do questions in a way that give a sense of discovery, uh, that's the real power of coaching. That's the real power of getting involved. And I just, I just love that concept. Yeah. Put a number on a baseball. Throw it. What's the number? That and then they, you know you know they're watching the ball because they tell you it was eighty two or thirty seven or sixty three. Right, right. That's a, that that is a, those those neat tricks to mm-hmm. get you engaged. Right, and that's what a good coach can help with those questions. Right, a good coach knows to go to self two, and if you can go to self two, and you can give that person a sense of discovery and a sense of control of their lives, and a sense of it's still new, it's still unique, it's you know. Adults hate to be told, but love to discover. And so mm-hmm. if you can, as a coach, help them discover more depth of what they're doing, then voila. And then you get, like in our last podcast where a person says they get a breakthrough, that aha moment. Uh, I love that. So those are the dispower- dis- dis- disempowering, <laughs> disempowering questions. <laughs> right. See, it's so disempowering, I don't even want to talk about it. Exactly. Them. You don't even want to say are it. Are we ready for the empowering questions? <laughs> Let's do the empowering right. questions. I, I love those. And so here are some of the uh, some of the great questions we have. You know, how do you feel about the project so far? You know, the the person might say it's not going well, but they might be saying, okay, how do I discover? What do I, you know, what do I find to be the solution for it? Uh, what have you accomplished so far that you're most pleased with or you're most proud of? And I just think that's a great question to empower people. How would you describe the way that you want this project to turn out? And, mm. you know, I want it to, I want it to work. Uh, one of the questions I love uh, with that I'm working with on coaching is, you know, what do you want to become or what do you want to become of this project or what would you want to become of this person or what do you want to become of this organization? What do you become of your department? I think what do you want to become is such a great question yeah. uh, because it's such a visionary question, such a strategic question, such a forward thinking question. I think it's an incredibly powering mm-hmm. question. So it's bigger than your career as well. It's it's big. Right. What do you want to become? Uh, I just think that's such a great question. And you can and you can put anything in behind it, you mm-hmm. know. So I just I love that. Um and then he goes on to say, what are some other questions he's got? Uh, which of these objectives do you think will be the easiest to accomplish? Which will be the most difficult? So you can, you know, kind of, okay, let's do this first. Let's do the easy one first, and we'll get to the, the hard one once we get momentum. Uh, what will be the benefits for our customers if we're 
able to accomplish this mm. for our company? What will what will the benefits be for our company? The benefits be for our team? The benefits for you personally? Uh, I just think that's a great question. Uh, what are the key things that need to happen to achieve the objectives you're looking for? What kinds of support do you need to ensure the success? So those are just great examples of powering questions. Do you sound like uh, a lot of that visioning where you envision um, what success looks like? Right. Do you use a lot of that in coaching or, or when you're... I think great coaches yeah. do because they recognize, again, going back to a very, very important concept, the genius is within. And meaning that person, you've hired them, you've selected okay. them. And I, I, I prefer to use the term selected mm -hmm. rather than hired them because, you know, out of the crowd, you've looked at... You, you're selected. You're the one that I want out of all the opportunities. You are the one I want to do this. And so you bring them in with the hope and the desire and the, and the goal that they can do this. So you want to always ask them questions. How can we help you get there? What's your goal for accomplishing? What do you become? Pardon me. And what do you want to become of this project? And I just think those are, are just great questions. Mm -hmm. And so he goes in even further, okay. you know, what are the roots of great questions? And uh, the, the roots of great questions are, they cause the person to focus and to stretch. And just like the baseball question, what's the mm -hmm. number? It Great questions cause the person to focus on the issue at hand. And I just think that's great. Um, they also create deep reflection. And if a question asks, you know, takes you to time to pause or to reflect. And just like in the last podcast where I asked the young woman, you know, how are you handling this? How would you want your folks to handle this? How have you handled it? That required deep reflection for her, and then she that's when she had a breakthrough. So I just love those questions that, that create a sense of reflection. Um, also, challenge taken for, you know, great questions, challenge taken for granted assumptions mm. that prevent people from acting in new and forceful ways. And so um, you've got to challenge people's assumption. In order to be a, a great coach, you've got to challenge people. And, and sometimes it's their assumptions that are what right. are not working. Um, and then obviously great coaching questions generate courage and strength. You want people to go beyond their, their comfort zone. Just like we talked in the last uh -huh. podcast, there's three conversations, the comfortable question, the comfortable conversation, the uncomfortable conversation, and the elephant in the room. And uh, how do you overcome that? Mm -hmm. You know, So you want to be able to talk about those elephant in the room issues, but in a way that's empowering to people rather than disempowering. Uh, then you want to also ask questions, enable people to better view the situation. So great questions, right. let them look at it from a, it's almost like a, a globe and you're looking at it from all the various angles or just remember the, the, you know, how exciting it was when you were a kid and you saw a globe for the yeah. first time and yeah. you understood what a globe was and you could spin it and you saw, wow, the world goes around like this mm -hmm. and all of the various angles you could look at it. Uh, that's what you want to do with a problem is look at a globe from a whole host of different angles. And then open doors to the mind of the people and to get them to think more deeply. And then, obviously, you want to ask questions that test assumptions and cause individuals to explore why they act in the way they do. And will this, in fact, get them where they want to go? And that's the question I love to ask myself. Will this behavior get me what I right. want? Uh, I just think that's a great question. I'm, I'm always asking myself this question. Yeah, I mean, that's more than just this project. It's every interaction you may have with somebody, right? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a great concept by Stephen Covey, and he says between stimulus and response is the power of choice. Yeah. Uh, that's really the power of life. But I really have, have almost taken that concept one step further. Between stimulus and response is your legacy. Every wow. every decisions that you make uh, is is a culmination of your legacy. Mm -hmm. So, and, and so if you allow yourself to be 
upset or angry or resentful or whatever mm-hmm. has happened in your life personally or whatever, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. You can either hold on to the resentment or let it go. But if you hold on to it, then that keeps you. It's almost like a weight that keeps you from the vision of yourself going forward. Right. And so because the stimulus and response is, the, is your legacy. Because that's you. That's mm-hmm. what you're adding at that particular moment. That's right. that's good. I like that. Yeah, it's just in. in and I'm a big Covey fan too, by the right. way. Okay, <laughs> who isn't? So okay, you know, you've added to it. I, I approve. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The, the, the Stephen Covey approach to yeah. things. So, um, and then we've got some uh, other questions that he goes into here. So he talks about the really great questions, but he's also got some other great questions from other folks here, and I think these are uh, very very valuable to take a look at. Um, and this is from Mark Harper. He's the president of uh, ConocoPhillips Petroleum. And he shared some of his favorite questions. Um, what is a viable alternative? Okay, this isn't working. What could we do? Uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages that you see of this suggestion? So obviously go to the pros and the cons. Mm-hmm. So again, allow people to have that globe and kind of look at a problem from a whole different host of angles. Can you be more fully describe your concerns? Um, what are your goals? I think those are great questions. What are your goals? What would you describe the current reality to be? And then I think a great follow-up question, which is not included in the book here, what would your reality, if you had a wand and you could, boom, make the new reality, what would it be? And Mm. and what would it take to get there? Um, And then what are some of the few, what are a few options for improvement? And what will you commit to do and when? I think that's a great question. What's your your commitment uh, decision? And then we've got, uh, and then this one I think is the greatest one as we begin to wrap up this session. It's from Pam Iorio. I hope I've given her uh, a prop. Yeah, you know, she's the former uh, mayor of Tampa, Florida. But she has two great questions that she likes to do, that she likes to talk about to challenge people. And the one is, what have I done to make those around me better and stronger leaders? Mm. And I think that's a, a great question. Because imagine, you know, and, and then I like that from a mayor because when folks are in politics, it's a it's a conflict business at times. And you've got people that the mayor may disagree with a city council member on an issue, and it may be a big issue on where does the city go, what's the vision going forward, and they may disagree inherently. But then the, to ask yourself that question, have I helped that person become a better leader? Have I worked with them to be a better leader? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question. I think that's a terrific question. Another great question, which I had never really thought of in this regard, was her second great question is, have you forgiven everyone in your life? And it's like powerful. Yeah, it's like, wow, Um, because that's the other thing that I see, particularly with with organizations is when you're working together and you might have a difference of opinion or things may go wrong and you start to work against each other and then, okay, you work past it. But can you let it go? Right. Can you forgive those? Because I think forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself. Mm-hmm. So just let it go. It happened. You have no control over it. What is it? What is it value to, to keep going to back? You're to only past? hurting your future potential right. by carrying that luggage with you. Right. Yeah. You know. You know. Where we're going to leave that luggage. Right. What day do we decide? Boom. That's the day we're going to let that luggage go. And then I just think those are those are incredibly. Um, those are incredibly empowering questions. And then the last question I wrote here in the book are, you know, what do you, what do you want to become? And that's pretty good. Yeah. I just love that question. I just, and that's, I use that a lot in my coaching is what do you want to become? What do you want to become of this situation? Mm-hmm. What do you become of your future? What do you want to become of your department? 
I just think that's a great question. It's it's visionary, it's big, it's bold, and it allows people it's to expand. It's open enough to where people can really tell you where they're coming from. Absolutely. They, they go answer. anywhere they want. Yeah. And then that gives you – because the other side of the coin is you've got to get that insight into them mm-hmm. in order to help them get that clarity. Mm-hmm. I think where I add value as a coach is adding – helping people get clarity so they can progress and go yeah. forward. If people want to get hold of you, yes. you have them – help you get that clarity so we can help them so we can help them become the best they can be you know what do they want to become right uh so if they want to do something more and they want to become more uh they could get a hold of me through roryroland.com it's r-o-r-y-r-o-w-l-a-n-d and it's just a great way to uh i I love working with folks Uh, my coaching business has just grown so exponentially in the last just in the last year and i just love doing this stuff and to see the transformations i mean people ask me you know what geeks you up it geeks me up to see a young middle manager now have a better control of her life. It sees it, it geeks me up to see a branch manager now have to be able to go to her daughter's recital because she now learns how to delegate more effectively nice. and coach more effectively. Yeah. Those are the things that geek me up. You know, certainly, do I get paid for it? Yeah. Yeah. But the real personal satisfaction is the impact that I make in people's lives, and that's what that's what really geeks me up, and that's what gets me up, and that's why we that's why we do this podcast. Right, and we're glad that everyone listens, and we'll mm-hmm. see you next time, right? Thank you, my friend. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production. Produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit roryroland.com.